You found yourself on another episode of Locked On Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to break down Zach Levine's play in the team's second preseason game, passive P returning, and quite a few of the young Bulls step up in double overtime. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host, creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Pat, we had our second preseason uh, game today. And so with that said, you know, there's there's still something to take out of it. Uh, the starters played more. They played against a, a, a starting team for the, for once with all their starters basically in there as well. Yeah. Uh, Zach Levine came out a lot more aggressive in this game to start with. And I want to start start off this by talking about his play specifically. He came out really aggressive, uh, made a couple of mistakes there, was aggressive as well in the third quarter. He finishes this game, I believe, with 17 points. Yeah, 17. DeMar scored 19. How did you feel about the play of Zach Levine and then overall the core three as a whole? Uh, I thought Zach, I mean, listen, you you, it's tough to take anything seriously away from preseason, but he looked like Zach. And I like that to start the season off, right? Like last season, we started the season basically kind of on eggshells with Zach Levine. We were like, okay, you know, what's he going to look like? How's he going to come back? Is he going to be the same guy? Is he going to be the same level of player? Um, you know, even though it was just the scope, he didn't play basketball a ton in the offseason. It seems like this offseason, you got to see him uh, uh, definitely working in the lab a lot more. And it absolutely is already playing out. Like J- Zach Levine basically came out early in the game and was like, all right, I'm going to get my shots up. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. And that's exactly what I want to see from these guys. So I loved what we saw uh, out of Zach being more aggressive, basically coming out and showing that. And the fact that it wasn't just against reserves, right? Like you yeah. mentioned it, it to start this off. This was against the Denver Nuggets. And yeah. Zach Levine, if I'm not mistaken, I got to look this up. I, I haven't looked it up because I've been on a mic so long today. It's, it's been ridiculous. Well, but. You, you never do research anyway. You suck. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Shady out here. <laughs> Jesus, brother. Uh, I do just sit down and start doing this because I'm <laughs> phenomenal at it. No, but uh, no, I think Zach Zach over uh, the history of him playing the Denver Nuggets has has played them really well, at least in Chicago. In Denver, we actually we almost never went in Denver, didn't we? Win yeah, last we year. We went in Denver? Denver the first time in Denver. It was like in like four. Bro, six, that, we we, six we, we are trash in Denver. Like yeah. that 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 air really be playing into it. But Zach usually plays Denver pretty well. Um, and so it, it was good to see that continue tonight. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Zach came out, uh, really kind of set the tone there. Uh, we didn't have the, the big night from Kobe or P will, which we'll talk about P will here in a second, but like, I think overall we saw that the big three were a bigger part of this game and for the, and our starters played the first second and a little bit of the third quarter before they, they sat down in this, in this game. And I like to play for them overall. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and really in the first half, we got to see all 
10 of the players that are going to be in part of Billy Donovan's rotation. They were the only players that played. Now, that changed after the third quarter, but <laughs> it was it was a, it was a nice bit to see that it wasn't just a flash in the pan. More was legit. We still had a we had 11 turnovers in the first half. Finished the game ended up with 21 turnovers, but moving the ball was still legit. Offensive rebounding was still legit. And we were in there with the Denver Nuggets. Keep in mind, the Denver Nuggets shot the ball at, at 60% in the first half. The yep. Scott Bulls were at 38, and it was tied in the first half. Yep. And before the starters end up sitting down for good, we took a 10-point lead. So yep. really, really a lot of positivity in this game. I was uh, I was correct, but I don't think even I expected how, how much Zach Levine has cooked versus Denver. He's had one bad game versus Denver since being a bull. He's had 28, 5, and 7, 23, 9, and 5, 32, 2, and 4, 36, 5, and 4, 36. Yeah, he plays them pretty well. You know what I mean? And last season, 29, 5, and 4 in Denver. Um, so that's that's cool to see. And I think that we saw that kind of carry over tonight a little bit. Um, just, you know, an understanding. A lot of times guys just have that understanding of what a team is. And it feels like Zach Levine really does have that. With Denver in the first half, he shot the ball 50%. Uh, and and you know what it was? The, the part that I thought was cool was it wasn't him shooting it to try and prove I can shoot it. It was him shooting it while DeMar DeRosa was still able to get shots up. First half, DeMar DeRosa took nine shots as well. Kobe White got five shots in there. Nikola Vucevic got six shots in there. Everybody, for the most part, played pretty efficiently in that first half, although DeMar kind of four for nine. And then you started to see kind of the second half where it was like, ugh, okay, like, this is where I want to see y'all kind of clean things up. Did, did they play a little long for you? To me, they played a little long for me. Like I Billy mean, playing the starters into the, as far as he did into the third quarter. I was like, all right, what do we do? I mean, you 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 still want to ramp up your starters, right? I, I didn't think that they played this much, but I mean, really, they they played five minutes more than what they played in the first game. That's not really that too much with that. No, no, it's not it's not long in general, but I just I guess if you're trying to ramp them up, right? What did they play seventeen minutes the first game? Yeah, so I guess 18. you do want to ramp them yeah. up a little bit more. But I was I I know because it got to like seven minutes in the second half. And I was like, hey, they still in there. Like, yeah, they playing, I, same thing. They playing same against thing, yeah. nobody. Like, <laughs> like, if I'm not, let me see. Uh, none of the starters for Denver played in the second half. Dem- Justin Holiday played. Well, I guess he's a starter. Justin Holiday played four minutes in the second half. And it was all the bench players. Reggie Jackson got good minutes in there, stuff like that. But, like, yeah. I, I just, I, I watched it and I was like, I don't need to see this in the second half. Like, <laughs> when they're out there, I get it. When they're not out there. But, you know. One of these teams won an NBA championship last year, and it's not us. So I guess I can deal with that. Um, biggest, What was your biggest takeaway from what you saw from Zach Levine in two halves of basketball where, um, I mean, his, his efficiency, it, it it almost felt like he wasn't trying, but he was just, like, knocking down shots left and right. Yeah, and he was taking players off the dribble. I think, like, and not even just offense. I know the offense is going to be what a lot of people talk about, but, like, did you notice – Zach Levine was engaged defensively almost the whole time he was out there. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Now, listen, it's like it, it's almost like what did you see the D'Lo clip earlier today? Yeah. Where he was like, basically like, hey, you know, they took me out of the game because I couldn't play defense. Like an NBA where people are starting to care about defense again is an NBA that I want to live in. I like that. I What I saw from Zach Levine defensively for for a good chunk of the night. There was a couple of times where like, he fell asleep back door, but outside of that, I mean, Zach Levine 
Zach Levine, how he's evolved as a defender is a story that people need to talk about a lot more because my first memory of Zach Levine ever is Derrick Rose having him run the complete wrong direction. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if much remember that. Like, that's one of my favorite D-Rose highlights. D-Rose crosses and Zach just goes to the right. It's nothing over there. That's hilarious. No, but... Overall, like just this team, the 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 defensive focus from the team, we were getting out and getting in transition. So like everything, at least through two games, like again, we could talk about the execution level of it because they shot a a terrible percentage from the field overall in the yeah. first half. But everything that they have talked about that they wanted to do has so far been what we've seen. The thing that I came into this game saying is that okay, I do want to see if the team does shoot bad. Do we see some defaulting back to ISO ball or anything like that? And I could say we saw some isolation ball, but it made sense within the framework of the play that we were running at that time. So it was overall a pretty solid game as far as the, the adjustments. Did they shoot terribly in the first half or did Denver just run us out of the building? They shot 46% in the first half. Was it 40? You sure it's 46%? I'm looking at it game? right now. Yeah, they shot 46% in the first half. Denver, now we shot 28% from three. Okay. 46% from the field, I'm saying. 28% from three. Like, but Denver ran us out of the building completely. They were running us out of the building. They were, they were hitting their <laughs> they threes. Shot, at, they, they hit their threes. They shot 64%, 64% from three and 50 50% from three point range. So, you know, it is what it is there, bro. Like, um, but yeah, the 11 turnovers was a little bit concerning in That's the first concerning. half of that game as that well. That is concerning. Um, but yes. uh, like I said, when you're a team that has been isolation heavy and now you've moved to the team that is moving the ball and players are moving without the ball, yep. that's it's going to be some growing pains as you make that part of the routine and, and make that muscle memory. But So I'll, I'll take it for now, but we got to figure out a way to get those turnovers under under underhand a little. The the only thing that and and they shot the three ball much better in the second half, right? But the only thing that that irritates me and scares me a little bit is, and we'll talk about it with the P will topic, right? This looked like last year's Bulls. In what? Uh, we took twenty eight three pointers tonight. <laughs> Right, like that first game, what we take thirty five. We're like, here we go. Now we like, I started to see right, like the ball kicked out to the corner, pump fake drive. No, what do you pump fake and driving? You're wide open. You need to take that three point shot. I saw Alex Caruso be aggressive. Hey, he made four of them. So yeah, you know I mean, like I saw Alex Caruso be aggressive. Like I, I need mean, to see the. We, cons- we took thirty eight threes this game, bro. That's what and, you no, see. no, no, no. I'm just talking about what the starters were in. Oh, well, the starters. Well, the starter, well, the starters and, the, and the guys that are mainly going to yeah, play. but I mean. Right? At the yeah. end of the game, double overtime, you took 38 threes. How many yeah. did they take in total, I guess, right? Like, it, they took 50. Yeah. I mean, but that's <laughs> the number hey, they made 20. Then, Jesus oh, Christ. Then, they should, <laughs> how did we win this game, right? They made 20 bro. for 50 from the hey, three-point line. It is it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> But next, we're going to talk about one of the pieces from this this game that was a little bit more concerning. Definitely felt like last year's Bulls, and that is Passive P. Before we get into that, we're going to talk about one of our sponsors, and then that is FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Came in hot. There, he came right? in hot. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> Welcome back to the season. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, God. Punching the eardrum. Sorry about that, people. I apologize about that. Um, well, one of the things in the first game, me and you both agreed on that Patrick Williams was noticeably, noticeably more aggressive in this game. <laughs> no, no, mean, sleep in the last was the game. perfect way to say no to sleep <laughs> in this game. I don't know what it was like. He was passive in the first half, came in in that second half. And when he sat down in the third quarter and Tory Craig came in for him, it was like, that's exactly what we needed. And I'm not, it's one preseason game. So, you know, he's becoming more uh, uh, aggressive. So I'm not about to make any crazy uh, proclamations on P-Will or anything based off him being more passive. But we do need to observe it. And hopefully he's seeing that too. The energy that Torrey Craig brought into this game really helped change the tide where the Bulls started taking that that big lead. He didn't score a whole hell of a lot. He only took three shots on the on the game. That's why it's not always about shooting with P. Will. It's about being aggressive and having that right mentality. We didn't necessarily see that in the way that I wanted to with P. Will. Why, why do you have the sunglasses on? Because uh, I'm asleep on P. Will's game. <laughs> That's why I said I need to see it for more than a day. There's no... You, you want to know what irritates me about, about what we saw from P. Will right now? Everyone else in the world seems to realize these shots don't matter. I, I, I mean, literally, like, Quentin Jackson don't give a rat, you know what, about shooting <laughs> this basketball, right? Like, everyone else in the world seems to realize that, hey, this is the time for you to find your shot. This is the time for you to go out there and be able to attack, be able to do whatever the heck you want to do. You want to know why? Because at the end of the day, these shots don't matter in the real world. You took two shots in the first half. But that's the thing, though. Like, it's not just about shots. And I feel like a lot of times when you come down on P. Will, it's about shooting. Like, that's not necessarily going to be his role. Was my he elite problem, defensively tonight? My, at times, he had times. Especially, he he got the ball hey, out listen. of Aaron Gordon a couple of times. <laughs> hey, listen. If but, you if you not, if you not going to take four shots in a game, you can't be at times. Every time you're on the other end, you got to be balling. Bro, that's, again, you, you, you're talking unrealistic. You're talking, like, that's just, like, he had the highest plus minus on the, on the starting line. So, he was doing stuff out there. It's just that he didn't take advantage of the opportunities that he had taken advantage of in the first game. Listen. This is the time for you to do to 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 go out there and attack as much as you want. This this is that's this time. This it's is not this though. is you're, who you're P. trying P. to get is. on a team of spreading the ball around more. You're not. It's not this. Let's let me just Did attack, P. Will attack, pass attack. Up it's open three point shots tonight. Only one time did he pass up an open three-point shot. I saw tonight. two times in the first half, two times in the second half. Now, he's driving, he's moving the ball around and different things yeah. like that, but the aggressive mindset that I'm looking for from P. Will is, and it's like Javon Carter said, when the ball hits you in the hand, take the shot if you're open. I get it if you're trying to, like, get it for a better shot or there's a better three-point yeah. shooter on the team, but, Hayes, there's no better three-point shooter on the team. <laughs> There's oh, no, only a better, better catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. Oh, Zach no, Levine's better. a better catch-and-shoot. No, and I think Javon Carter's a better three-point shooter than Patrick. No, Williams. P. Will finished last year 41%. I'm not talking just about percentage. Like, I'm talking about a better three. If I had if everything even, I, would want the, I wouldn't want Javon Carter to take that three-point shot. Javon Carter's proven that he's not just a bench three-point shooter. Yeah. I will say that. He, yeah. he has proven that to me in two games. But you know what? It, it, even that, right? Like, it's just confidence. Yeah, like true. Javon Carter wasn't yeah. getting these shots that he's getting. Like Javon Carter realizes it. That's what like the three point shots he's taking. He got these three point shots. 
when like everybody else was dead and they was like, go play OKC, it's your game. Like we got nobody <laughs> else out here. Shoot as many shots as you want. And Javon is like top of the key. Boom, deep three, let's let's go. We going the other way. Like, I, that's the mindset that I'm looking for because I saw P. Will do something last year that I feel that he's a lead at. You're shooting 41%. I can't tell you you're not good at that. But again, in this game, I mean, he didn't even take a three-point shot in the second half. And I saw you pass two of them up. So that's it. Like, it's the mindset for me. How much is your mindset going to change from one year to another? I like what you're doing defensively. I, I need to see more of that. But I think the thing is for me with P. Will is, right, like the passive P moniker comes because even in a preseason game, I can forget that you're on the court because what do you, what do you have? Four rebounds tonight? Three rebounds, one assist, one turnover. Like, I, it's forgettable. I want him to do more. I really do. I swear I do. I, like, it's not it's not me hating on him. Like, I really want him to be better. But it's like, if you can't do this in a preseason game, why would I believe that you're going to do this in a regular season game? Because he's done it in the preseason game, too. He's done... He, no, last game, I love it. But, yeah. like, I've seen him do that in the regular season, too. Remember last year versus Milwaukee? The, well, then that the, just answered your question. You said, why would you believe he can do it? He can do it. He just has to believe he can no, do no. it. No, can and will are two different things. Well, you he, said can. He, you didn't he, say he, will. True. He has, <laughs> he has the ability. This is what irritates me. He has the ability to do whatever he wants. Yeah, I think we all, we all understand now, that I, he I has that, that ability. Yeah. Like, early in the game, P. Will tried to get to the bucket, back to the basket. Everybody collapsed on him because it was like, yeah, like, he going to get this bucket easily if we let him go at our point guard. I like that. I, just the aggressiveness of that opened things up for the rest of the team. But can you do it on whatever the last game was, Tuesday, and then do it or Sunday, and then do it again on Thursday? That's been my biggest question with people. Hey, I that's my biggest question with 90% of this team. <laughs> <laughs> Even Kobe White knows that's the question. Like, <laughs> I, I, we could have we could have talked about Kobe tonight. Kobe came out with the answer tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, with P. Will though, it's it really comes down to he just it, it, it's the same thing. It's between his ears, bro. Like, just unlock it, man. Like, it's just that's really the we know that P. Will has the ability, right? I know some some Bulls fans, especially more casuals, they they doubt that P. Will has the ability. Yeah. He just has to realize you got to do whatever. Now, I get it. He was guarding Aaron Gordon, and I get it. He, like, whatever. You got to, like, Aaron Gordon, to me, is a player that P. Will still should be able to score on Aaron Gordon. Yes. You got to be better on that. Aaron Gordon's a good defender. Yeah. But he does have the same limitations defensively that P. Will does. If P. Will does one right to left, Aaron Gordon's going right. <laughs> like, like it's, see what I mean? Like, and... Even defensively, right? The there's I I want to say the second or third bucket Aaron Gordon got. It's just like you have to know, right? Like if you're not doing it offensively, okay, give give it uh, uh give me all the effort that you can on the other end. P. Will to me went down in the he's letting Aaron Gordon get all the way underneath the bucket in the paint. Aaron Gordon first bucket of the second half was him just putting his arm up and dropping it in, like. I just, I, I just, I get it. It's preseason. Everybody's relaxing and all of that. Like in the regular season, he could go off for twenty six and dominate, and it, it really might just be a mental thing. And you also have to remember preseason. It could just be Billy Donovan going. We're focusing on this today, but it fits a lot of what we saw last season. 
And that's what and, that, and that's me and that's what the biggest concern is is that when you have a whole season of somebody primarily being passive and you see a little bit of that again, it the the flags go up. Like there's it's 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 that's not unreasonable to say. Yeah. We'll see how P will finishes out the preseason, but like he gotta you can't be passive P this season, bro. Because I tell you what, you keep being passive P, Tory Craig is taking that starting position and it's not six three Alice Caruso this time. You're not getting bro. it back. And and I think that's the part that's the most scary, right? Like Tory Craig comes in, you instantly felt the impact. Yeah. Instantly, like it, it was instantly like, who is that? Oh, that's older P Will. <laughs> like that's instantly how it felt when when Tory Craig got in the game. And even for me, right when I looked at, um, like I was like, okay, maybe if P Will comes off the bench, like I was looking at uh, what his numbers were coming off the bench last season. It's the same dude, though. That's, and but that's always why I say, like, people was like, oh, you just move P-Will to the bench. You same unlock dude. him as with the second unit. Like I said this over on Central today in my post game. There is nothing that, that P-Will is going to unlock by going to the second unit. Not to say that he shouldn't be moved if he keeps playing bad. I'm not saying yeah. that to say don't move him to the second unit. I'm just saying until, until P-Will unlocks what's between his ears, it don't matter. It's not going to magically be unlocked by being with the second unit. It's yeah. not going to happen until P. Will understands he has to be aggressive. It, it just isn't. You can put him out there. He can be the number one option on, in the big three. It's not happening for him <laughs> until he understands to be aggressive. It's not, bro. Like, hey, if you ain't aggressive in the big three, bro, you might actually get kicked out of that league. I ain't going to lie. Like, that league is purely built off of, like, I'll punch you in your mouth on Tuesday. Like, that's the whole league, bro. I swear. Yeah, man. You got to get it together. But, man, we want to you guys are locked on Bulls. It's free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. All right, Pat, before we get out of here, we got to talk about the Young Bulls, bro. Two overtimes, bro. And I will say this. Dale and Terry played still a very tough game. But it's, did, do you agree that it seemed like as the OT period went on, Dalen kind of settled more? Defensively, Dalen, Dalen, Dalen got better as people got more tired. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Because because I know Dalen's a ball of energy. Like, he probably yeah. could run 48 minutes and be just fine. So, like, as people got, as people were wearing down and getting more tired, Dalen started to cook them a little bit more. Um, there's, there's no other way to say it, bro. And I, I don't I don't know if this is a, a season-long projection any of this, right? Like, it, I'm glad that he got the minutes. But it looked bad, bro. Until, like, until, what, last five minutes of overtime? Of double overtime? Which pissed oh, me off. Started, I, no, I think he started turning it on more towards the end of the fourth. Because he got that last turnover. last five minutes, like, it's not five minutes in overtime. Yeah, five, yeah, five <laughs> overtime is ending <laughs> five minutes. Um, but, no, I think him and Julian, Julian was more consistent throughout. Like, but, it, yes. you know... They both they both seem to settle in a little bit more as it went on more. And this is why, like, this is what preseason is for, right? Yeah. No Adama Sanago, no OB in this game. Carly Jones tried to get in like crazy. And I, I don't think it's crazy. I, I had a theory on that. I, I think when it comes to Bidham, I think that they know what they have in him. And it's like, all right, we he, these guys are fighting for spots on G League. They know what they got in, in Bidham. And I'm telling they you, I, I, don't, I don't think Unalop is going down much, bro. And I don't think Adama's going down hey, much listen, either. I tell you what, no, uh, no, Adama's definitely going down. I think he's going to be down spot. there, but yeah. I think I think it's going to be like, well, you know, it's, it's there's not a spot for him. He's a center. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's not a spot. Hey, uh, and Andre but Carleek better be looking and saying, hey, man, y'all sure y'all going to guarantee my contract? Wait, no? Okay, bet. Don't even worry about hey, it. Hey, hey, 
Andre hey, Drummond Carly, gotta, bro. Andre Drummond got to stop stat padding, bro. Bro, well, Andre, bro, Andre Drummond, bro. <laughs> bro, bro, let me give you this stat line real quick. Hey, you tell me how many of the rebounds. Andre Drummond was three for 12. <laughs> all on putbacks. He had nine offensive boards. All his misses. Four defense. He got 13 rebounds, bro. He's six and 13. And I love it. By the way, we also need to talk about Corey Maggette on the. Oh, well, I don't know if you, you were doing a live call. Corey Maggette called a hell of a game. Corey Maggette got him, some I didn't get this. I, I heard it, but I didn't get to like listen in on it. I'm going to rewatch it to, yeah, uh, tonight because yeah. I heard Corey Maggette, Corey Maggette sounded good. Yeah, he sounded real good. Um, But yeah, I, Drum, bro, like, I don't even know what to say about Drum anymore. Like, bro, like, <laughs> Drum, Drum is like, you, you remember the, the, the skit on Family Guy when Steve, when, uh, Steve, when, uh, Steve was like, <laughs> no, oh, right. yeah, I met Jesus. His powers were overrated. He was just doing, dun, 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 he know he got to keep that rebounded percentage up to keep that argument going, Not a bro. preseason. No, no, hey, bro, you got to get ready. You got to get ready, bro. 14 <laughs> minutes. He had 13 rebounds, bro. Bro, bro that man was hitting to... that mug back and forth said, It's like, nah, bro. <laughs> bro. What'd you think I... of Julian Phillips, man? Something that we actually bro, care about. Oh, no, I got to get this off real <laughs> quick, bro. Drum gotta stop, bro. Like, just pass the ball out, bro. There was a there was one possession. He had three offensive rebounds off all his own misses, bro. It was four. Because there's the thing. He grabbed the initial rebound, threw it back up. Topped it, caught it and on, on the other side. He tapped it again, and then he tapped it again, and didn't make the shot. At least finished with making the shot. And I that's why I brought up Corey Maggette. I love that Corey Maggette was like when when he finally dunked it. Corey Maggette was like, "Well, he finally put it in." Like, uh, come on, bro. Like, what we doing, man? Bro, bro, I laughed so freaking bro. hard at drumming. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. This what people that maybe that don't watch the Bulls as close as we do don't understand. He's 210% going to do that in a regular season game. That's not preseason drumming. That is regular no, season drumming. No, that is drumming. regular season drumming. <laughs> He's in midseason form already. Like, that's, But ooh, anyway, ooh, ooh, as far as ooh. Julian Phillips, bro, Julian Phillips, I get it. He was playing against third string, but I like that he was doing that in the last game as well. I like the progression that it seems like he made. He came in. Uh, you know, a little bit more focus. I like the defensive intensity. Yeah. It seemed like once he got that dunk as well, it kind of loosened him up some. Julie, listen. My God, bro. Bro, Buddy. that was nasty. Hey, Huff, bro, bro. Huff got to stop. Huff looked like exactly what his name is, bro. Huff. Yeah. He shouldn't have been on the court, bro. Bro. You got to watch your head with Julian Phillips, bro. Bro, and with what we've seen right now, I said this during my live call on the breeze. It feels like Julian Phillips is ahead of Dalen Terry. As oh, far as bro, as far as a more me complete and you are player. on the roster. We're almost ahead of Dalen Terry. I'm a 36 year old <laughs> man. I'm a I'm ahead of Dalen Terry on the Chicago Bulls roster. Marco Simonovich still ahead of him. Bro. Marco Simonovich is still ahead of Dalen Terry on the Javante roster. Green. Cristiano Felicio is, is still ahead, ahead of Dalen Terry on the roster. 
It's Javante Green ahead of him, bro. Yes. yes. We don't even know if he can play basketball right now. Oh, God. But no, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Like, I watched Julian Phillips come out there and play, and he looked comfortable. He looked like he was, I mean, two for three, one for one from the three-point line, not scared to take the three-point shot, Got was aggressive, got to the line. I mean, like, Julian Phillips, to me, looked like a comfortable NBA basketball player. Dalen Terry, to me, looks like I'm I'm still trying to figure out what the heck I'm, and it's not to say he'll never get there, right? Like, we, we had campaign, and all of a sudden, he turned into somebody that can actually play in the NBA. You yeah, know what I mean? For, like, for like, he had like two and a half years he looked like that. He back to campaigning right now. He still, he still looked like he could play in the league. I don't think people remember this, bro. Like, I watched this man miss mid-range shots all warm-ups. Oh, like bro. warm-ups, bro. Bro. Like he, he was god-awful, bro. Like, no, was, you, like, you remember the media day he rolled in? Like, when he rolled in on that on that stroller for just his leg, I was like, yeah, I'm over this dude, bro. Like, I, I'm done, bro. Like... Bro, like I like we had the campaign that all he was good for was dancing with Russell Westbrook, but we didn't have Russell Westbrook. Like that, that's the campaign we had. So I'm not saying that he Dalen can't get to that point. He can't grow and 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 improve as a player. But Julian just looked ready, and like Julian looks ready to a point where I'm like, I might have to give you minutes over Ayo Sumu. I don't know if I'm fully there I don't know, yet. bro. I, I, I O gave that energy today, I O gave bro. some energy today. Yeah. I was balling a little bit today. But now he got three offensive rebounds on the possession the right way, fighting for it. Like, <laughs> Hey, hey, another offensive possession that also didn't end in a bucket. Bro, I just us, thought about pissed that. Me off. How much, what percentage of our offensive rebounds came from Drummond and I O, bro? It got to be like 80%. Bro, bro, I think, Hold on, hold on, hold on, let me see, bro. Because we did. Three we dominated rebounds. offensive rebounds. Andre Drummond had nine offensive boards on the day. 12 out of 26 offensive rebounds came from Mayo DeSumo and, hey. and, and Drum. Terry Taylor had five. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes bro, sense. He, he's so funny, bro. Like, uh, uh, host of Locked On uh, Pacers, uh, Tony East, was 100% right, bro. Like, the thing that he's a lead at is... Rebounding. Rebounding. That's, That's it. it. That's it. That's at six did. five, his the thing he's the lead at is rebounding. Hey, best under he said he's the best undersized rebounder in the that. NBA. Yeah. He he's never gonna get an opportunity to play because all he do is rebound. <laughs> Let's get up out of here, bro. Hey, follow late. us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. I'm tired. And somewhere in the world, Andre Drummond just got another offensive board. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's in the gym just practicing, practicing, getting his own putbacks, man. You guys can follow me at CEO. What does Chuck Swirsky sound like tonight? (laughs) 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 We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Me and Pat will be back next week, as always, breaking down everything Chicago Bulls. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls. We up out of here. Peace, y'all. Shout out Eric Lewis. He said both Terriers can go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. You think Drummond just rolls up to YMCA just to offensive rebound? (laughs) (laughs) Hoop! Hoop!